laughing into a podcast is a good way to start a podcast. I'm just saying. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, better than Brazilian tapeworms. Much better than Brazilian tapeworms. Guys, welcome to the Less Than Average Podcast. I am Level Day F, my host here, Mr. Zion Yeet. You got the button? You buttoning? You didn't? Nope. Okay, damn. And I killed the, man the, killed the, the batteries on Lance's damn screen it, dude. Oh, so the button died? Yeah, well, uh, for now. For now. It's, it's, it's in doubles. the shop. It's in the shop. Okay, gotcha. And our guest, of course, the one, the only pirate lady lord herself, Travada. What up, Travada? How are we doing? What up, dude? <laughs> Welcome back. Oh, when was the, I tried yes. looking up. When was the last time we were on the podcast? It was when we were talking to Sea of Champions, right? This was... We were, Months we were, ago. Yeah, yeah, it's been several. It's been a while. Gosh darn! Yeah, How many episodes have you gotten in? I mean, we're on level twenty nine now. I think you guys were uh, like nine or ten. I think. Yeah, I yeah. Well, I appreciate being able to come back here and chat with you guys. Yeah, ah, we talked man. a lot about Sea of Champions. Um, Joe was here with us, oh. and we talked a lot about some of the stuff that they were doing, and uh, all kinds of other cool things. So yeah, Sea of Thieves is just kind of doing their their thing and getting bigger and and, and wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what is going on in the world of Sea of Thieves? Because we're just just jump right in, man. Because I know we got a lot to uncover, a lot to talk about about Sea of oh, Thieves. There's Sea of Champions. Yeah. There's something else called what's the league called? The Notorious Arena mm-hmm. League. The, uh, the notorious arena league mm-hmm. yeah so the i'll start with this there's there they those are probably the two most well-known organizations that provide um content and uh competition for sea of thieves so sea of champions does like a regularly month they try to do monthly and put out you know like a, a, a an event that you can anyone can sign up for and then you have notorious arena league which is as their name states a league and they do seasons mm-hmm. so you have more intense more time uh definitely more time where you have to commit to being there to practice and to be a part of your teams and stuff like that. So those teams are often like, oftentimes you'll see the same teams competing in both, um, which is great. So there's like, there's some cross between sea of champions and the league, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You, yeah, you can definitely have people from both, uh, you know, people from, from both participating in both. I think the biggest difference in there is that with the Notorious Arena League, you have to, um, you have different participation requirements. So there's kind of like this, you need to be participating. You have to have a team. All of the teams have logos. They're very, very um, identified in that way. And so when those teams go and participate in other events run by other places, they are, they're known. Everyone knows who they are. They go, Mm -hmm. oh, wow, yeah, I know that. I know that team. They're ranked this place or they're ranked that place in in NAL. So that really does make a difference in getting some of that notoriety out there. And um, with their ranking system and the way that they do their leagues, you can clearly identify and some of the awards that they do throughout time like they have ones for um i and forgive me for not knowing the appropriate names of the awards but there's definitely some like uh one for best helm and one for um the, like best build one and, for best uh, peg leg yeah you know, the, like... peg leg award is actually <laughs> one of them no way! <laughs> <laughs> it's the only one the name i remember <laughs> <laughs> i was totally just guessing that one Somebody in chat's gonna kick my ass now and be like, why are you mad? 
news. <laughs> um, but, but is yes, there a best it, eye patch award? I don't know, but okay. there should be. Damn, I should have went with eye that. Patch. I should have went with eye patch. <laughs> so oh, no. I just totally guessed that. That was yeah, yeah. <laughs> you amazing smart man. What can I think? I just I think pirate. I'm like peg leg it makes sense, you know. <laughs> right, the peg. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there's. So they definitely. Um, hold they, on. Somebody in chat said the uh, peg leg award is, isn't actually for the best peg leg. <laughs> what is that supposed to mean, sir? <laughs> yes. What does that mean, sir? Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So they have a lot of fun with that in in and rewarding people for um, doing their best at whatever position they're playing on their team. So a lot of the teams, and I think that this is not just something that is um, specific to NAL, mm. but I think in a lot of competitive scenes and teams, if you join any team, you know, you have a soccer team, for instance, yep. you have your you have your different positions that you play and being able to identify like this person is really good at playing this position or that person is, you know, this person is the best helm and or this person is the best uh, bilge, which is, you know, like repairs and keeping the water out of the boat because you mm -hmm. don't want to think. Um, so things like that. And I think that that's really nice that they take the time to to um, highlight that because it's important to let people know like hey i you did a good job and yeah. i didn't just see it but other people saw it too and my understanding is that these are community voted awards so that's mm. really really special that, that it's going to be the other people in the community that say well i've seen you do this and you do really really good at it like right. here's the examples and so that's awesome that's very very awesome and i opinion. watched the warm-ups of the event yesterday i didn't watch for very long i only watched maybe 10 minutes those guys were crazy just fucking just running their ships in at each other and then playing they they like passed through checkpoints and then they got into just a rolling light fight across like three islands worth of area it was crazy they were just yeah. they had guys sniping they had chain shots going masts were like instantly repaired people were uh nomad or like i don't remember what the fuck it's been so long since i played but they would full like raise sail turn on a dime go the other way and just take shots at people oh yeah yeah it can be it matches for any competitive pirating events um, can be really insane, like intense and insane. And you can like edge of your seat. Oh my God. You know, that guy just ate a cannonball and you just, everyone's like, ah, can we say how lucky we are to live in 2021 where we're able to say competitive pirate event. And that's an actual thing. Pirate event. That is I'm a real saying. thing. Now this is my dream come true. Like back in, all my life. <laughs> yeah. Like back in the day, it would have been, you'd literally get murdered. And now it's like, we do this for fun. We, we just pirated, you know, competitively. We do this for fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Competitive and for fun. And I think that that's something that's really important to me. I know uh, one of the things that I've always, uh, and fr from the beginning of my time with Sea of Thieves or playing Sea of Thieves, one of the things that I've always appreciated about it is that as a shared world sandbox, you can do anything you want, like within reason, obviously, right. but there, there's, there's almost no limit to what you can do and what you can create in there. And the creativity of people in the different communities has just really stood out to me as something as fucking amazing. And I love that, like, I know today there is a charity event that is a scavenger hunt. 
Um, mm. I know that there are last man standing events that are community. The community and small streamers, big streamers, medium sized streamers, people who never stream, all tend to like stand up and say, you know, like, hey, I want to do something hella fun and piratey. And they get in there and, and they come up piratey. with piratey. Must be piratey. Must be piratey. Must be piratey. It must be piratey. And I think that's something that we talked about before. Like, Sea of Thieves has so many communities. There's the fashion community. There's the music community. You have groups like the Longest Johns that play Sea of Thieves and sing shanties professionally and have records out that are just like insane. You know, like they're mainstream records that people love. I figured yeah. with the shanty explosion recently that Sea of Thieves would be getting some pickup from that. Oh yeah, what? yeah, yeah. He yeah. just blew my mind. Okay, there are <laughs> there are people in that game that go around on boats and just sing sea shanties. They are all day long, all day long. Tom like boy. <laughs> they, I've I've seen in in shame on me for not being a regular viewer of the Longest Johns, but these guys are absolutely amazing and they've sailed with with a lot of people, but I've seen where they get in there and just like they'll raid somebody's ship and just all pull out an instrument and lives like the whole group is there just live singing a cappella some random ass sea shanty and it's beautiful it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen and I'm just like yes I love this Sea of Thieves equivalent of a tea bag yeah <laughs> imagine I, I can only imagine that I'm I'm a new captain I get on my little skiff I'm out at the sea, I get destroyed, and then this boat comes out of nowhere, it's like, or once was a man who, and it's like, out of nowhere, and it's like, oh, we're going around my body. Oh like, my god, 100%, 100%, yeah, you're like, your dead body, but I'm gonna sing you a shanty, exactly. oh, the weller man. Yeah. Exactly. Oh man, no, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it's yeah, cool how much the, uh, before the podcast started, we were talking a little bit about how uh it's cool to see video games morph into something else like gta 5 uh, the, mm -hmm. what i was pulling up is our friend mr clutch shout out to him he was on the podcast two podcasts ago mr. Clutch! mr clutch uh he got into rping uh, an rp server for gta 5 mm -hmm. and it's crazy because gta 5 obviously started as like a gta game like any other gta game right and then it turned into now all these years later it's gotten even more popular than it was when it first came out because now people just RP as a character that they want. Like September he was September seventeenth, twenty thirteen. Jesus, that game is eight this guy years with old. his numbers. Jesus, but that's true. I mean, eight years old. So okay. eight years later, how old is Sea of Thieves now? Sea of Thieves is uh, pulling up on their third anniversary. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so in three years, you guys went from just three, everybody three. be pirates to now you have sea shanty ships. You've got fashion <laughs> ships. You got You've fashion ships, you got photography. Scene, photography, yeah. Yeah, some of those, and that's like one of the most amazing things. Like, I follow one of the Sea of Thieves photography um, groups, and I, I get in there. And I love taking pictures in the game. The game is so beautifully made, and sometimes you just sit there, like, I can sit in there for hours sometimes and just stare at stuff. And I think I've said this before, I totally have... Um, when I used to do paperwork at home, I would pull up the game and I would sit myself down on a beach and just listen and take in the ambiance because it was beautiful and relaxing and like I get my paperwork done so I can get my ship and go murder someone like and it's it's great that you can do that and I love that 
um, like you were saying about the RP stuff, so Sea of Thieves introduced uh, private servers for partners to kind of test out to decide, you know, whether they were going to move mm -hmm. forward with that as a public thing or not. Like um, Twitch partners or like Sea of Thieves partners? Sea of Thieves partners, okay. for Sea of Thieves partners. Okay. And so, like, uh, my buddy Mudcat is a Sea of Thieves partner, and he threw up some RP servers or some private servers and did some RP in them, and it was, it was beautiful, it was fun, it was a lot, it was a great time, and he just was like, you know, here's the rules set that we're going to follow and we're going to do this and so you must you sing sea that. shanties yeah, must be drunk shanties. all the time hey <laughs> i put on a dress for one of those things oh my god i don't look good in dresses <laughs> you got into it i did i did yeah so like you can do all kinds of things and i know some of the partners have used the private servers to do to run charitable events or mm -hmm. like last main standings or tdms if you know what that is what's a tdm i'm not sure team deathmatch so <laughs> Well, it's the COD version of TDM. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, we do. There was just so many different things that you can do with that. It's just insane. Yes, this, the SOT community is absolutely amazing. And very much um, people will stand behind each other when they feel like the, that there's things happening that they believe in. Right. And you have so many different groups and communities and things that are doing you know people that are just doing things because they're like hey i want to do this and then and then here you have bam this big giant like somebody is well known across the world as being a helmsman or a you know whatever like whatever that title is so, could i yeah. be a professional sniper you you know what if you want to be a professional sniper i will invite you onto my boat okay. any day i, I have will seen be, you halo like <laughs> i will be I, the professional sniper that's that will be my only job and if the boat blows up i'm fucking gone because if it doesn't involve <laughs> shooting all right i'm out all right that's my, oh my god that'd be my pirate life i remember anything <laughs> <laughs> what would your job be zion yeah, that's true Oh my God, he's gonna he's gonna tear me down and sink my ship. That's what you're gonna do. <laughs> no, <laughs> professional, blow yourself up. <laughs> you're talking about being the professional sniper. That's oh, yeah. all yeah. I played Sea yeah. of Thieves to do was to snipe. <laughs> I I, I so was making I ship to ship shots at distances I should not have been was, making. Yeah. He was. I get this guy in my boat, Zion here, right? I get uh -huh. this guy in my boat, and we're sailing around, and there's some ship, like, trailing behind us from this ridiculous distance, and he's just like, I wonder if I can hit that, and, like, dead shot every time. Clink, 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 and I'm like, I hit you can't The, funniest, the funniest one was I hit a helmsman in the head from, like, <laughs> one side of the fucking, uh... What's the one? Well, I don't remember what it's called, when you you are, like... Your Reaper, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, we put up a Reaper flag. We were one side on the Reaper flag coming in to turn in, and there was somebody else trying to run away after turning yeah. in their loot. And so, I sniped their helmsman on the other side of the island. Oh, shit. He did, he did, it was insane. So, for context, for people that don't play Sea of Thieves, Sea of Thieves has an emissary system, and the emissary system allows you to work for different factions and you have your merchant alliance your order of souls your gold hoarder athena's fortune and you have your reaper and the reaper's uh bones emissary is 
it's considered the PvP faction. It's uh, like going rogue in okay. Division. It's, it's, Got yeah, it. Okay, that makes yeah, sense. It's that like makes going sense. rogue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you throw up that flag, and everyone in the server can see you on the map, and they can see what level you are. And if you're coming for them, they can see you coming. Like, you can't hide. You, you literally put yourself in a place where you and can't And as hide. you... Look, like, as you amass more loot on the ship, you progress tiers of what your Reaper's flag is at. Oh, so it's it's based on what's on your ship at the time, not necessarily like your Reaper rank. Or is it both? You, so, so it goes like this. The more loot you put on your ship, so Reaper gains emissary value by murdering, um, sinking, and place touching and placing loot on their ship. That's so if me. I could, That's yeah, called yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you rogue. Um, so the other factions are don't necessarily get value for murdering people unless it's a reaper. Then they get value for that. Mm. So so that's kind of that interesting little take on that. But the you can only go to level five, and then once you hit level five, you can either reset your flag or whatever, and you can kind of start over again. So most of the time. Um, somebody who wants to run a Reaper and make extra money that way. Because the, the, the cool thing, the other cool thing about the Reaper's bones is that they, where you turn in that loot, they will buy anything. Doesn't matter what faction it's from. Okay. All of the other factions are restricted to only it's buy things from you specific. for that faction. Okay. Correct. And that's one thing when I, when I, we we used to play. We've only I've only played a couple times, and every time it's been with you. We did the uh, the Marine Corps, the Marine Corps runs that, that we'd have right. Yes. And uh, I just never, I feel like Sea of Thieves to me, at least at the time, it might have changed. There were so many different like loot systems involved and different stuff. I didn't really know. It seems like the game did, I didn't really know what the point of the game was. Like you get on, you get on a boat, you go be pirate. But it was like, I felt like most of the time we were just kind of like going to kill skeletons or so but yeah. it seems like it's changed where you can like now there's more incentive to go either go pvp or just try and go for gold well, you or get, you, you get know. your maps and then you go do your quest and loot like a loot cave where you go kill a certain like skeleton boss or you mm. go mm-hmm. dig up certain treasure on x island and you have to dig up like two on this island three on this island three on that island yeah okay. yeah and all all of that stuff is still there i think that that goes back to kind of the core in the beginning times of the game and i wasn't around for the first year of the game so i missed a lot of that stuff mm. um but th- all of those things were there when i started and they've just kind of expanded on that and evolved different ways to utilize the same loot systems um there there's a whole lot of people that'll go like they just reskinned this voyage and i'm like yeah but it's a kind of a different voyage so it Mm. it, it adds a little bit different flair or maybe they threw a different boss on it or maybe you have to do an extra step or a different step and so that makes a huge difference on it but they've also added a lot of other things like um seasons is new right so what's what's going on with seasons what we got here so seasons allows you to um you can purchase a battle pass. You don't have to purchase it, but like mm-hmm. other games, you you can if you want to. And you earn various items by completing different levels on that battle pass. And one of the things that they've done with that is they've added also trials. And so trials are mm-hmm. essentially incentives to gain, you know, tick those boxes off by doing things that you can do in the game naturally by playing the game. So okay. you can max your battle pass without doing the trials. 
and you can okay. do the trials to help speed up your battle pass depending on which way you play because again it's an open world it's a shared world and it's a sandbox so you can do whatever you want right right right, right. You, you can get in there and play whatever play style you want and that's one of the things that i really enjoyed about i like when i first heard the idea of, of a battle pass i was like no i don't like this idea right. i hate it i am not into battle pass as long as it's just purely cosmetics that's, that's true the route yeah. they right. have to yeah. go right and it, and it's yeah and it's a lot of its cosmetics you can earn gold through your battle pass you can earn um the ancient coins through your battle pass which is one of the few ways that you can get those without spending actual money and so like there's different things um it helps you i feel like that the battle pass is really helpful for people who um haven't played the game maybe as much mm. and don't know that some of those things exist i think it's really nice to see people be able to go in there and go oh like oh wow like here's a a a, a, a skeleton throne i didn't know existed and go do skeleton thrones like for uh, season so they're, yeah. they're like introducing content that's there but you, like for if i jumped in i'd be like where the hell am i supposed to go it kind of yeah, gives you like a little bit of a path a little bit i'm not intended lev and i are in that same boat where we don't know what the fuck's going on. We haven't played that much. I have a collective <laughs> from the sessions I played with you and sent Nolan, uh, coach and a couple of the other guys. I maybe have like 20, 30 hours into the game. And I think I got like 1 million gold, which is nothing compared to what you guys have. Uh, yeah, no, like you said, when you, <laughs> no, I am sitting at, I looked earlier. 18 and I think I... billion dollars. Now I'm at 25 million or 26 million or something. Yeah, so which 25 a time <laughs> my amount yeah. in 20 hours. But there are people in the game who are pushing 200 million, and I'm just like, holy friggin' Who are these people? Yeah, oh, well, <laughs> yeah, they're insane. They're they're definitely stealing more than I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this guy like 137 at million, and I'm just like, I can't. You're always Sentinel in chat has 137 million. He's insane. Sentinel's insane. Shout out Sentinel, by the way, for being an amazing Oof. person, human being, human being of human beings. Yeah, excellent the, pirate. Excellent pirate. The, excellent pirate. Like the point of content and why I think Lev and I stopped playing. At least I don't know from Lev's POV, but at least for me personally, I stopped playing because we'd get on. I'd get a session with like me, you, somebody else, and I'm just along for the ride. I'm mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, you're gonna go here. You're gonna do this. You're gonna we're gonna get into this cave and we're gonna grab all the loot that we can, and then get out and go turn it in, or right. go to another cave and then go fight another boat and then go fight another boat and just rack up till we had Reaper Five and then we'd I... sit on Reaper Five for like two mm -hmm. hours and just make racks. I think the very first time I played, we only played for like a three or four hour session, but I got like two hundred and fifty k gold. Out yeah, of... yeah. And there are times, that, and if you get in and do it right, or if you, you know, if you're hopping is a thing in, in Sea of Thieves. So people will go, okay, I want to hop for Reapers, or I want to hop for the Fort of Fortune, which is the new fort that they've introduced with this uh, last update. Mm -hmm. um, but I want to I go and hop for that. And so they'll hop around, or they'll, like, join a server. If it's not there, you leave, and you hop on to the next server to try to find one. And if you are, uh, there are people that can do that so efficiently and so effectively that they'll go in there, they'll find what they're looking for, or destroy everybody in the server, steal all their stuff, and make a million or two in a single couple hour session. Oh, and it's, it's like, I'm telling you, it's a thrill. It's a complete thrill ride. And I, it's one of my favorite things. Right. I mean, it sounds like it's, it's, Sea of Thieves itself is a fun game, but I think what Zion was 
mentioning and I agree with him is like, like I would never just get on Sea of Thieves by myself. Right. You know what I mean? Right. That's not a game I would turn on and be like, I'm going to do this by myself today. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I would, like, for example, like, I can turn on Halo and be like, oh, I'll play a couple of matches, no problem. Or I can get to Apex, but like, I'll just random queue. It's all good. We'll play some games. Well, right, see if these, right. I'm like, I have to captain a boat to go where? Where am I going? What am I doing? Like, what, right. what you know what I mean? It's like, there's too many. I guess like, as, I know, but as a new player, there's like, there's like, it's almost too open. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. Like, it's almost like, okay, I'm yeah. here. Absolutely. What the hell Absolutely. am I doing here? You know what I mean? I, mm -hmm. And I feel like the like this is something that I've thought about a lot because when I first started playing, there was no tutorial, there was no guide. It mm. was like I, I literally messaged my friend and I'm like, "What am I supposed to do?" And they're like, "Go find a boat." And I'm like, "Where where do I go find yeah. a boat at?" Like I didn't know I was at an outpost and that my boat was already there and that that was my boat. I, like I had no freaking clue. Right. Um, but now, steal a boat? What do I do with this boat? what i'm supposed to do and it was raining and it was ancient spire and all i did was run around circles and caves because i couldn't figure out how to get down it was like <laughs> i will never forget my first login but after that and i played for a while on a galleon crew and it was amazing and then after that i started solo and like slowly turned into a solo person um because i enjoy i found all the things that i did enjoy and i found those things because i had that experience with other people to to be able to go and share that with and I agree, like, loading in for the first time as a solo person is very, very rough. And if you don't have a crew that can teach you or that can at least, you know, help you out, then it, it makes it very difficult. As someone who's been playing for an ex for, for a long time now, comparatively, um, I find it more difficult. Like, even with you, Zion, like, you hopped in the boat and you're like, all right, what do I do? And I'm like, I don't know what to, to start with because there's so much stuff that it's hard to say we're going to do this or we're going to do that. And then you go, uh, uh we're going to do a basic voyage. <laughs> right. <laughs> we're just going to start. I just, yeah, I just feel like a swabby along for the ride. Essentially. You are yeah. definitely a swabby. You yeah. Practice but, those uh, bucketing skills. Like I come from MMOs. And so with MMOs, the one thing it's a giant world with a million things to do in a million directions, but they kind of have like, it's called a gentle hand approach where it's kind of like, Hey, you just spawned in a new character. Go talk to this person. You can go kill things if you want, but you, you can talk to this person and it might start something. And it's like you talk to that person and they, they kind of gently nudge you. And then as right. you progress through the game, it kind of tells you like, all right, you can branch off into PvP. You can branch off. You can go to this this place in level or you can go to this place in level or you can run dungeons. Like it gives mm -hmm. you options, but you have enough of a kind of a gentle hand at the beginning to kind of tell you what the systems are. See if these right. are like, fuck you, go find a boat. Good luck. Like, yeah, right. Like, good right. Luck. Yeah, no, they introduced the maiden voyage, which is great for teaching some of the basic mechanics of the game and how to like, this is how you do this. And this is how you, you know, you can cook and you can fish and mm. you can run a rowboat and, you know, you can explore and here's how you repair your ship and you don't forget to steer and things like that. Mm. And it introduces you to some of the things that you'll see later on in the game, but it doesn't really, I think, and this is just, you know, my, my personally, I think that it lacks in going over the um, the functionality of some of the different systems, like the emissary system or the faction systems, and how those things are, work within the game. And those are things that you just kind of got to go figure out. And once you go right. from the main voyage to the main game, it does walk you through, like, go do a basic gold hoarder voyage, and then dig this X, and then bring it back. And this is how you do that. Um, and I, f I feel like, and I haven't done it for a while, so it might be a little bit different now, right. but I, I've always kind of felt like, like that's, 
very basic, and many players don't get past that because some Reaper comes and shits on them. And oh, the, so uh, that is also <laughs> open? That's, yeah, yeah. Oh God. Once you, yeah, yeah. The Maiden Voyage is the only thing that you do that you are 100% solo and don't have to worry about player interaction with. I got gotcha. you. Sea Thieves spent a lot of time focusing on the importance of player interaction and how it can benefit gameplay and pushing that like risk versus reward like there's a reaper on the server that's a risk do i want to stay here do i need to sell my loot now do i have to worry about uh. them chasing me type thing so like it's those real world or those real-time encounters that sometimes make the best and sometimes the not so great experiences for players in the game yeah. and i think that that's that's i think there should be i think 100 percent. i agree with you like 100% like I think there should be that randomization and actually I think there should be that kind of randomization and risk versus reward in other video games I think that Sea of Thieves does a good job at that and I didn't even realize they had a maiden voyage because every time we logged on like all right get in the ship bitch let's go I'm like ah let's go like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, where's yeah. my sniper rifle I'm out of here like you know like I don't know what's really I didn't even know that was a thing but that's that's kind of cool that they've added that um I think my one gripe is like you said though like why why should I worry about emissaries? Why is it important? Like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't, you know, I never even yeah. got, I don't, I still to this day, I'm like, why? I don't care. Like, it's yeah, like the faction. It's like the care. easiest progression of the game. It's, it's, right. yeah, it is one of the, I think there was this conception that when emissaries came out, that Reapers would be the most difficult because it's the PvP faction and people are going to know where you are and people are going to fight you. And then when people, when we started like selling things because they'll buy anything, like, oh man, I can level up my Reaper really fast if I can survive long enough to do that. And right. then it becomes this, am I able, am I competent enough to survive so that I can turn in my loot and level that up? So for several players I've talked to, newer players have said like um reaper's bones was the easiest section to level because like they'll buy everything and right. as long as you've got competent people with you you're fine um and, and then there's been times where we've pulled into reapers to sell our stuff and there's been two or three other ships there that are like come on let's fight <laughs> so, oh, you have to, yeah. so you have to fight for your stuff or they will chase you around or you'll chase them whichever way it goes um, right so there's that and i think that that kind of goes to though if you don't understand how those emissary systems work or that what a reaper is you know like you're a new player you've come out of the maiden voyage you're doing your single little basic gold hoarder voyage and some reaper comes along and you're like hey that's a really cool flag and then they shoot you in the face yeah and you're dead and you've lost everything that'd be me no idea <laughs> that would be 100 no my <laughs> luck no idea what happened. yeah but i yeah I, and I think that in a pirate game, you have to expect that. Like, you're, they're pirates. They're, they're, I, I am a pirate. I want right. to steal your stuff. Like, that's yeah. kind of what I want to do. You saw, it's I called do. Sea of Thieves. Like, I'm here to steal it's your called, shit. I'm here to steal your shit. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think that that's one of those things where it leans back onto the players themselves to ensure that their interactions with other human beings because even though we are pirates in a pirate game we are all still human beings and the, our interactions are not so detrimental to other people or to the people around us that we're ruining it for them right. like i don't want i don't want to go shit like most of the time if i see a noob and i can tell that they're clearly a noob and have no idea how to game at all i'm gonna be like yo do you need some help with something let me show you how to do this or i've i don't know how many people i've sailed up to and been like 
bro, you're hard anchored and you look like a really tasty target. And if it was any other day, I would have had you sunk. But today I'm going to tell you to raise your anchor and raise your sails because you are a sitting duck and, right. and try to be helpful in that way. Like this is how you don't die. Um, and then other times I'm just like, fuck that noob. Tired. I need, I need my loot. Yeah. Fuck that guy. He's got a lot of good stuff. Yeah. It's tasty. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there's that, but I think there's that fine line between, you know, like, people's interpretation on what is a an experience that's acceptable and what isn't um varies greatly across all regions and and cultures and i think it's important for people to understand that yes it's a video game and yes it is sea of thieves and yes we are pirates and we want to rob each other but we also need to ensure that we are not being um we are not being so such shit of a human being that we're negatively affecting the day, like the entire day of somebody else or the entire experience or the will to play. Like I want people to come back to the game and get better so that I can fight better people. Right. I feel that same way about halo. Like I, I took a lot of mad shit in halo and I understand the, the, the community very well of Halo. And there's a lot of shitters. There's a lot of toxic people in, in, in Halo. It is what it is. But at the same time, if somebody sucks, I'm like, well, I murdered you this time. Hopefully you keep practicing and come back and we can have a good fight. But for right now, you're getting your ass kicked. You know, better luck next time. You know, but I'm never in my mind, even if I'm angry, I'm never like, I'm never just like, all right, fuck this person, this noob. Like, leave my game, noob. What are you doing yeah. here? It's uh, I'm I'm trying to be inclusive. I want Halo to now, grow. You know. You say that now. <laughs> no, it's true. Go to any that. of my show. The what? people I call it the most are the toxic motherfuckers in Halo. Those people need no. to leave. Okay. You so- and Yin share the same thing. Of you both call out people that take power weapons. Yeah. Well, they I suck. Okay. I have. Seen the salt mines. I know what people say about yeah. Yin. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yin. Yin. Yin vote in chat. Uh, getting getting called Yin. out. Yin does dirty things to people, but he. he Yin is God. Him and I share the same thoughts, though. We both want people to keep playing Halo, and it annoys the shit out of us when a noob takes our power weapon. It does a hundred percent, and I might murder somebody if they have zero and twelve deaths, and they pick the sniper rifle up. They're gonna die, and it's gonna be by me next. And I'm gonna take that sniper rifle because they're not. This is 100 the reason that when I play Halo with you guys, I'm just like, tell me when to come, because I'm all. <laughs> 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 or no, this is me in Halo. I, I'm running in. Follow me and clean them up. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm dead, and you're you're murdering. I may or may not use you as bait. I may or may I, not use I you as bait. May or may not be great bait in Halo. <laughs> <laughs> But the, you said you were talking about like the, the people who are the toxic players and that's something that I've spent a tremendous amount of time think you know like thinking about and talking with various people about like toxicity in gaming is a thing that exists and I think we all know that and right. and and one of the things that I have noticed um, over a period of time now like I think you know you two know and and I don't know how many other people know this that I am not a lifelong gamer I didn't do gaming you know for for 
ever. Like I was doing other things in life. And so when I came in and I started with Sea of Thieves and it kind of expanded into other games a little bit and just kind of got the feel of it in the different communities. And I'm finding that um, in some communities more than others, you hear different words and phrases get thrown around as insults. And, and lately it seems like that toxicity is one of those things. And it's become mm. this just like, oh my God, you're so toxic. And then it's like this big joke. And from a personal standpoint like i understand that i totally get it i get why that can be a joke and i feel like that there's a lot of um i, I feel like that it starts somewhere with somebody got accused of being toxic and then maybe they just tried to make light of the situation because they really weren't being toxic and so in that effort to make light of it and to not take it so seriously it turns into this joke and you throw it around with your friends and then the next thing you know your entire community is throwing around you know whether the word be toxic or something else but throwing it around as a joke and then and then i sit there you know from this outside perspective and i go what about the people who are actually really experiencing toxicity and don't mm. know where those lines are i have seen entire hour-long videos and some of you know exactly which ones i'm talking about where someone comes in and accuses someone else of being toxic and spends the entire next hour or two um calling them toxic and calling them a cheater and calling them all kinds of names and things like that and that person's really done nothing wrong and what it is is this misconception of what is toxic and what is not mm -hmm. and i think that it's really important for all of us gamers and and anyone really to step back and really look at how you're using the words that you're using and what kind of effect you're having on other people um like like when we look at the salt mines so for those of you that don't know salt mines is kind of the collection of where people talk shit to you and then we screenshot it and put it in this little room where we look at all the nasty also <laughs> not just screenshots clips highlights yeah, yeah. like all of it so, so we we look at that and i go through some of that and i'm like wow these people are saying things that i would not ever want like to hear or to say and we laugh at it because it's like why would you say that yeah and then at the same time, I'm like, that's really shitty. Like, you're not being a very decent human being, now are you? Well, I've, let's clarify your point, because I want to make sure we have a really good understanding for people who are listening or maybe in chat right now. Um, let's let's take a word, let's define it, okay? Like, when you say toxicity, is it an action versus somebody? Like, what are your thoughts on it? I feel like, for me personally, I feel like the toxicity is more defined by things that would be toxic to your environment or to your person. And that's my personal definition, okay. right? So anything that would be toxic to my well-being okay. um, or maybe toxic to my environment, the things around me, or maybe toxic to my mental health. Um, that I would that would be something I would say is toxic. Um, something as simple as you picked up my power weapon first. I don't think that that's necessarily toxic that's just <laughs> sorry it's part of it it's part of the game you suck at sniping and i am better than you and we I need get... kills so you guys to go <laughs> you guys to go your face right there is the best i just said somebody just that face. i'm just saying you got zero and 12 buddy it's time for you to go it's time for you to drop that weapon I mean, like, the reality is, is that, you know, you guys using me as bait in Halo is not toxic. No. Um, would I turn around and make a joke about that? Probably. Would I choose a different word? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I, I would... I shark bait. Call you a shark. 
Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Use the pirate of shark bait. Yeah. But I think it's just, I think for me, because I've had a long time focus on verbiage and how people speak and the way that people utilize the words that they use, things like that stand out to me a little bit differently. And I just go, at what point does the line become so gray? And like you said, you know, we kind of have to define those. Like, at what point does the line become so gray that no one really understands what is and isn't acceptable and what is and isn't you know considered toxic if toxic is a joke then what's toxic nothing mm, so yeah it's, it's that same thing as like if everything's weird then what's normal you know what i mean <laughs> yeah, um yeah, so no i want to chime in i want to bring in zion yeet to this because he has been playing apex way more i've been kind of focusing on apex but he knows about the apex toxicity way more zion what do you think would be something that's really toxic in the apex community right now dcing Okay, why? Oh. What's, what is that? What is that? I guess, okay, let me back up. Go ahead. And, okay, so in Apex, it's 3v3, or, well, 3v57, technically, but uh, you got teams of three, everybody's dropping in, you drop onto the map, you start your RNG loot fest of trying to pick out where you're going to loot from. As you progress, you get used to, like, okay, I know this drop has here here and here has loot and i like this spot because it has the most loot or there's like three pillboxes right near this house mm -hmm. so say you drop and one of your teammates doesn't pick a lot of loot up and he gets fragged and you can't get to his banner fast enough if it's in pubs more often than not they just leave they don't want to waste the time to watch the game play out they don't think you can clutch it fuck it Right. I, right. I, I don't I don't disagree with you at all with that, Zion. I, I feel like that one of the things that frustrates me the most, especially in Apex, and, and is when you get in a match and, you know, two people go down. Like yesterday, for example, I was in a match. Uh, one person went down, uh, was knocked down but not dead. The second person died. I went and picked up his banner, went to go res the other guy, and the other guy DC'd. So here I am holding this this banner, and I can't res, I can't um, revive my other guy because he's already DC'd. And I'm like, alright, now it's me and this dead guy that I've got to go respawn, and I go to respawn him, and I go and through four teams to get to this respawn beacon, and I get there, and he's gone. And yeah. I'm like, great! Now I am solo for the rest of the match. Yeah. By the way, still top three things. Thank you very much. Nice. But that's not the point. Yeah, I but um <laughs> yesterday on stream actually, uh, we had a, a gameplay where we we're all having some fun. We we're all doing a snipers match, four versus four, and this three of his teammates leave, and the other guy just stays the entire time. And at the very end, he's like, I'm glad I wasted your time. And I'm like, Really, man? Wow. Yeah. Like, he hid the whole fun? match. He was trying, wow. and he just he was just like happy to waste just to that to me is like the epitome of toxicity it's like right. you are willing to that's a great way to put it that you are willing to disrupt disrupt and waste time or do something knowingly knowing that you're trying to hurt the other person in some way shape or form whether it's you know whatever that is in game you're intentionally causing an unwanted result like yeah. mm -hmm. an unwelcome result like the intention to create something that is unwelcome to me that's where you that's where you hear that's where you that's my line if you are intentionally being disruptive you are intentionally trying to shoot people down you know like that's that's bad that i don't like that right at all. yeah and there's, so go ahead there's different ways to be toxic in different games like the dcing is arguably the worst one for apex and pubs but there is another one that's not as common. So when you do finishers 
and you do a finisher on someone you have knocked, you get your shields back. And mm -hmm. people do finishers to get their shields back all the time, if they have time, if they're not in a firefight. Like, say you have one guy down and the other two are up and they're healing or mm -hmm. they're playing an angle or they're readjusting or repositioning. So you can start a finisher and cancel it to bait people. Ooh. Or you can do oh. it and spam it over and over and over and over again if they have self-res and they're the last ones in their squad. So you're right. like, okay, you lost, your team's wiped, you have self-res, I'm just going to sit here... And they just keep popping the fucking finisher over and over mm. on these guys. And if you're in ranked, you can't leave. You get a 10-minute ban if you leave a ranked game, if yeah. you get DC'd, or if you force leave. Like, Lev, his first session that we got him into... I don't... I think we were accidentally in ranked. Like, or I was upper bronze trying to catch up with Ace, and I haven't played ranked this much this season up until, like, the last couple of days. And uh -huh. uh, I, I was queued for that, and Lev and I just jumped in, and Lev's like, ah, let's just play it. And Lev dies, and he's like, fuck it, I'm going back to lobby. I was like, no, no, don't! Yeah, uh, what happened to me? I didn't know, I didn't know. I was like, alright, I'll good luck with your game, I'll see you in lobby, I'm fucking out of here. And, and he's like, no, bam! I'm like, nah, too late. It happened, like, immediately. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you get yeah. I'm going back to fucking Halo. Yeah. I, I like I like that system though, and Sea of Thieves has a very uh, similar system for arena. In in the arena mode, is if you DC or you get disconnected, you get like a one minute warning ban, and then after right. that, you get I think it's a thirty minute ban. I I've never been banned. So I don't know. Mm, yet, <laughs> yeah. Oh well, yeah. Um, but it's mostly for that disconnection. So if you get disconnected because you're leaving your team hanging and yeah. you're like disrupting the experience and if yeah. you're doing that continuously you're not helping anybody and it's kind of taken away from the ability of other people to play the game and so that's something that i think is a great system that games have been implementing into their you know systems so yeah, yeah. so what is something that you could you you think that is the biggest problem to see of these when it comes to toxicity like what not maybe not an action but what do you think is a bit do you but I'll just leave it at that. What What do you think is like the big issue? Hot mic. Oh yeah. Hot mic. Um. So she and I, uh, I'll interject real fast and then I'll let her go. So yeah. She and I back when I played for fuck the like twenty thirty hours that I played, we <laughs> were we were on a Reaper like Reaper four I think, and I remember this because you were just fed up, and we ran up on like a little tiny sloop and we were in a galley and we ran up and just dumpstered them and the guys are all in their boat like the boats we sank their boat and they're like you fucking they said the very very yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 they said that word they oh, said God. some other choice words we're like you guys are fucking rude we're just trying to play the game we're just learning blah 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 we're like well hold on dude because i don't think you were streaming but i think Actually, I don't think any of us were streaming. Yeah, I don't think we Luckily. were streaming that day. But, yeah. yeah, but yeah. we were still like, whoa, you don't need to do that. Like, yeah. we get it, you're learning, sorry, but how the game's played. Right. This is how the game's played, yeah. But if I dumpstered on you, it was because you were there and I needed a dumpster. Right. <laughs> like, I don't know. But the, the, the hot mic thing, so that's a very interesting thing to bring up, especially with Sea of Thieves. So um, Sea of Thieves had a lot of reports of hot mic toxicity and, and players being reported for saying some pretty pretty disgusting things and i have been in situations in lobbies where i have heard things that i i felt like i should go to jail just for having heard it Yikes. like it, it was bad like when nice when i say it was, web shit 
uh yeah like dark web shit mm. and i was like i uh, uh, the whole time like i can't even felt like i can't even think about it without going half speechless it was so bad and and their solution to that for arena because and and i want to make this this is something that that i think um is important in arena you are locked to five six ships right it's five ships and you can it, it's just those players there's nobody else there right in a public server you also have the same five or six ships it's six ships right now um but they're spread out across this big giant map in arena they're very enclosed space it's kind of like that that little circle you know that you've got going on for your arena and so you're much more close quarters and there's this expectation of pvp and a higher level of interaction yeah. so your chances of hearing some shitball say some shitball things are much greater that is the tagline of the of the podcast right there (laughs) when shitballs say shitball things yeah that's it (laughs) shitballs say shitball things so so you're and then when you when the match is over you're confined into the the waiting lobby with those same people and unless you vote yourself out of the lobby then you're stuck with them until the next one starts or you leave and start and hope that you don't accidentally get you know by random chance end up in the same lobby with the same people saying the same shitball things right so in the open world, in the adventure world, you're less likely to continuously run into those people unless they're chasing you down. And you have the option, you can scuttle your ship so that it spawns on the other side of the map. You can mute other crews, which you can also do in Arena, um, and you can do various other things to remove yourself from that situation. In Arena, because the level of reports were so high, they disabled communications. So you don't have that hot mic. The only oh. communication that you can do in Arena now is through the chat wheels, the, the natural chat wheels in the game, which you can still use in adventure mode, but you cannot use your, your mic to communicate with other players and you mm. cannot type in chat for other players. Even to your see. own crew? Your own crew you can communicate with. Okay. Um, it's just all of the other crews. So you don't just have to region, worry about like region wide. Okay. Just yeah, just your crew. It's it's crew limited. So <laughs> immediately, because gamers are smart regardless of what people say um immediately people went and started naming their pets uh different names for different things Uh, now mind you some people have 20 pets so you pull out your pet that says you suck or you put your pet away and then you pull out your other pet that says tdm question mark because what's a tdm i don't know but so people can still communicate freely air quote freely and say things and i have seen it in competitions where people have named their pets some disrespectful names just so that they could get it on there you know like make their point because my pet has this name and even though you can't hear me i can still talk shit to you right my monkey will because you know we all know monkeys love to talk shit right i'm gonna i i think it's a good time to play devil's advocate um, oh boy and you know you know me i, oh I want, if you're if you have an argument i want to make sure it's tough as nails and to do that ah. we're gonna test it with a hammer baby that's what we're gonna Let's do go. all right Let's go. so there's probably people in chat right now like well trove it's it's a cut it's competitive it's a little bit spicy in here because it's it's close quarters combat there's gonna be some ego involved i, sure. I mean it's gotta be it's got, you know, if I want to name my pet some crazy shit, what, you know, 
it's on it's competitive i'm just trying to tell them how good i am or maybe i have ink you know my i'm just i'm at a high level right now because we're fighting for whatever you know like i guess the, the thing i'm trying to say is like in halo there's a lot of ego and we've talked about this on the podcast plenty that's why you have so much salt from from players in halo like it's but <laughs> that's why the salt mines exist is because why the salt mines exist yes because there's that so what I, I guess what i'm trying to say is like i think if there's a competitive scene there's going to be ego involved and when there's ego involved involved most people are going to be toxic in that moment and it'll almost pass immediately but they're just going to be toxic because for the sake of just being toxic i'm not saying that give them a pass i'm not agreeing with that action mm -hmm. but i'm saying sure. it does happen is there any sure. amount of i mean i don't think that's ever going to change i grew up with like baron's chat and halo old school open mic lobbies and like call of duty open mic lobbies like the little very little call of duty i used to play right, and right. those were I, barren wastelands of pure toxicity made the fabric of it was pure toxicity so it's just like i think I we're think, going in the right direction now but do you think there's anything that could be done more or like i think it's just I gonna think be it's there. a matter i think that it's uh, i think a lot of it is a matter of education and understanding right mm -hmm. like right. and it goes back to that like you say um, you know, people are going to be toxic because they have egos, right? Mm -hmm. or, or it's going to happen, right? Okay, so you grew up playing Halo in the high toxicity days, and it, it was probably I'm very, scarred very to this day. <laughs> and this, right, right, to this day, to this day. And I'm over here like, well, while you were doing that, I was playing in the dirt, and if you said something stupid, you'd get punched in the face. Right. Because that's just the way we did it, and that wasn't toxic, that was you sit down sit down right, sir right. <laughs> right like you don't speak that way um but i think that 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 kind of is that thing where you have to go okay well are you defining it as toxic because you didn't like it or are you defining it toxic because that thing actually disrupted your ability to play the game mm -hmm. or 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 was toxic to your experience as a whole like as you know I, I coached sports right so one of the things that i always would say to my team members was you do not congratulate people with your ego you congratulate them on the mm -hmm. things that they did well right yeah. you're going to go up to each team member of the other team and you're going to say something nice and it's not just going to be good game good game good game because i'm tired of hearing that and it's annoying like you say something if you saw that person do a badass kick you tell them like right you notice that notice those things and at the same time like it's your personal ability to take your ego and set it aside so that you can encourage the things that you want and not necessarily add to the things that you don't want to see and i think that that's i think that that's one of the bigger things that you have to look at <laughs> like we're all giggling <laughs> at this damn bot <laughs> Dude, yeah we're in chat right now just like this bot and then it just got banned <laughs> I love my mods. Oh man, I'm not staying healthy. Yeah. It's true, you guys. Fuck you, bot. I'm doing a podcast. Um, I, I get what I get. What you're saying, I think I, I I agree with you. Obviously, I'm playing devil's advocate here. I do agree with you. I think that you know, uh, as Yin has said in the past, and I agree you know, on the podcast. You know, be you, the Yin. change you want to see in the world, and that makes sense. I mean, you got to lead by example. But what I think 
what's the next step? I mean, like, for example, again, playing Devil's Advocate, they've already taken away voice comms. Are they going to take away pets next? And then after that, are they just going to take away the ability to talk and communicate in general? I mean, it's you're going to have to have some form of right. communication. And I feel like people are always, if they want to be toxic, they will go out of their way to be toxic. I think oh, people will just do yeah. that no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's human nature. Those people are going to be those people and they're not going to be able to hide who they are no matter mm -hmm. what you put in place to try to prevent that. I think that the, the more important thing is is that the individual communities now whether that be you know soc or nal or rol or whoever the hell else like whatever you're doing are you promoting the people who are displaying the type of behavior that you feel is appropriate right. or are you just saying hey everybody here it is like are you doing anything about those people and and i and not just strictly to see thieves i mean like worldwide like you can apply that to anything like are, are the guys over it whatever it is you know level uh, leveled incorporated are they making sure that they're showcasing the people who are displaying the behaviors that they believe in and the moral and ethical values that they stand behind or are they not and if they're not if you're not surrounding yourself like the people that you surround yourself is a huge reflection of who you are as a human being yeah. and if you're surrounding yourself with people that you're like well you know he's cool but he's kind of toxic but we just put up with him because we think you know he's kind of cool or because we've known him for a long time right. and i'm here to say as an old lady with lots of personal experience that if somebody doesn't fit the bill for your moral and ethical standards why are you holding their hand hmm like why why would you do that why would you why would you continue to put them in front of people this person is ref is a reflection of who you are and if you are pushing them out there as somebody like whether it is a team or an individual but if you're continuing to say well it's okay and we're just going to deal with it because that's you know just how these people are then you're encouraging that do you find there is i mean now we're getting spicy bits here are do you find there's teams like that in this high level see if these competitive scene that acts this way oh boy he firing shots now yeah okay hold on hold on hold on hold on we're gonna mull this question over i'm gonna take a we're gonna take a small break okay mull this question over if you guys want to listen to this answer stay listening to the podcast we're taking two minutes two minutes okay mull it over i'm gonna mute everybody with some water take a break all right guys we'll be back in just a second yeah i think we're good so a little bit was just Pack enough to time. It. I don't Just... think I've ever ran that fast in my life. <laughs> Perfect timing then. Perfect yeah. timing then. All right. So yeah. last discussion we're talking about is toxicity. We are going over the toxicity in the competitive scene of Sea of Thieves. Let's discuss what we got. Okay. Well, um, I think the probably a few people know that I have been involved with um, both Sea of Champions and Notorious Arena League and assisting with some of their competitive stuff. So I've watched a lot of competitions and I've sat through many, many broadcasts from, from all angles and some other ones as well. And I, I feel like that in general, people try to be the best that they can. And I think for the most part, people who are competing on broadcasted, uh, especially broadcasted through someone else, I actually had a conversation about this earlier this morning, it's funny. Um, when people are when people are broadcasting to you and you're rebroadcasting that mm. you have some sort of responsibility like like you and i both know that 
Twitch says this isn't allowed, and even if it's not you doing it, if it's on your stream, you're responsible yep. because you are you are the moderator of your own stream. Right. So um, organizations and broadcasters have to be really really cautious on who and what gets reproduced through their channel. I think that in general, uh, most of the teams that I have seen are pretty pretty effective at ensuring that they're focused on what they're doing. I know there are some teams that I think, um, that I personally think do an excellent job of staying focused on the game and nothing but the game. And they're very, very, very focused on that and being encouraging and, and calling out the things that other players do that are positive or that they admire and things like that. Mm -hmm. I think that no matter what, whether it's Sea of Thieves or anywhere else, you're going to run into those, I don't want to say rogue, but you're going to run into those people who just don't care and they yeah. want to... Um, they they either they don't care or they don't understand or their culture is a little bit different and maybe they have different lines that they don't understand why um, this line is that or you know like why why is this not acceptable I don't understand because right. culturally where I am it's acceptable so I think that that's something that you have to consider hugely especially when you talk about competitions that are run worldwide right you yeah. know like like you're talking about the entire world has access to be able to participate in these things you don't know what you're gonna get i have literally had people tell me that the things that they said were okay like this guy i swear to god he said no no it's okay i can say that because i'm australian and i'm like mm. no you can't are, say we, that. are we writing <laughs> are we talking about a word with that rhymes with punt uh no but it was worse oh <laughs> maybe more letters i have a buddy of mine shout out to bonafide hero he uh he's australian wow. so the c yeah, word yeah, yeah, is yeah. everywhere it's just different for him you know what i mean like yeah. here it's like really bad but over there it's just like they call every it's like dude for me i say dude i call my toaster a dude call my wife dude yeah, yeah. everybody's dude yeah. everybody's dude being yeah. in construction i'm guilty of using fuck as a comma yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it's like yeah, every eighth yeah. word when i'm not on i, I, I try to keep it in tow but yeah i do i i talk like that because i'm a pirate and you know yeah. <laughs> like I, I tell people that i'm like that's the whole reason that i put my stream as 18 and over is because i say fuck a lot same <laughs> yeah this is this is mature audiences only for a reason audience. yeah you're gonna hear me say some words yes. that i yeah yes um but i feel like to to kind of go back to that do i feel like that there's any particular Call them out, Trav. Call them. Don't, don't, no fear. Call them out. Call them out. Yeah, yeah. Do I feel like that there's any particular team or contest or group or anything that is more toxic than another? Um, I would say that I think everyone has their flaws. I think we all have our moments. And I think that in each moment we're doing the best that we can and if you're in a and i'm not this isn't an excuse for anyone so please do not use me as an excuse because i am not your excuse right um but i feel like the when you're in a competitive scene when you're in a, an intense battle and it, it, they can be very intense um you stop thinking the same way your focus changes and you start to lose grasp of where certain lines are and i think many 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 people 
suffer from this i say suffer because it can be like a mental you're 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 like you're starting to think faster you're trying to get this done and that done and oh my god is my mask down oh my helmsman's dead what am i supposed to do who's steering the ship why is the other mask down we're gonna sink we have second night goals and like and then here's this guy like firing shots at you non-stop you can't grab anything and you start to get frustrated and that frustration has to come out somehow and oftentimes especially in compet in competitions whether online or offline and i've seen this in 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 both areas you when you get that frustrated as human human nature is to find a reason and to put to put a reason on that and and often that is displayed as blame so we say it's your fault I'm like pointing at you right now it's your fault that i am sinking because you yeah you Me? yeah you, it's all your fault damn it like it's totally you you're such a piece of shit why did you spam those cannons are right. you cheating and then and then it turns into this like i need a reason for my own mistake or my inability to keep up with the amount of things that are going on or whatever that may be and so we start to blame other people and i think that that often emulates into a toxic i get that on apex yeah yeah i mean it's a natural my, my mentality is a lot different than a lot of a lot of the other people that we play with almost every time what happens not every time but a lot of games, I have it happen, I'm a Pathfinder main, I like to be movement character, I like to take height, I like to be peck at people, get a lot of damage, heal up, peck at people, get a lot of damage, heal up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And end game, or early game, teammates might die, I'll back out, the enemies will be covering their banner, and then I'll like, okay, I'll come and get your banner as soon as I can, but if they camp the banners, then I'm just like, well fuck, now I'm a solo in the rest of this lobby and there's nine teams left. And now all, yeah, of sudden, do do? <laughs> all of a sudden, Lev spectating me for the next 15 minutes as I'm judging I you my with two. every moment. <laughs> yeah, I need to get better about staying in team fights with, like, staying on Lev's hips, staying on Ace's hips, staying closer to my teammates rather than, yeah, I'm gonna back out and heal up rather than mm -hmm. win the fight. Well, and I think that that's, that's important to consider how you strategize with the teammates that you play with. Like, I've said this a million times, and I think I've said it to both of you guys, too. There are oftentimes, um, in, in Apex, and we'll use Apex as a sample for this, there are oftentimes in Apex that um, I feel like I do better when I don't have players that are my friends playing with me because I don't talk to them and I focus more on what I'm doing and what's going on around me and then when I have my friends in the lobby uh, we're bullshitting and we're blah 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 and I'm not so focused on you know staying alive I'm more focused on like asking somebody where they are versus looking around and seeing them and that's one of those things like translate that into Sea of Thieves when I play Sea of Thieves um, I play with my head off mm. often uh, I can't see and Sea of Thieves has these these really cool features that you can see where your crewmate is from halfway across the map but you can also it has a little indicator that tells you what they're doing are they fighting are they steering a ship are they raising a sail are they fishing like you can see all of these things so you can look around and see where your crewmates are and what they're doing at any point in time and because I have that off I get shit on a lot by people like why are you asking me where I am and I'm like communication question mark question mark like, yeah. <laughs> well where's that yeah. but when you look at um now in a competitive like sea thieves competitively i would ha i would more than likely have my hut on i have played 
arena with my head off and and actually we did really really well surprisingly um and i thought it was a lot of fun but at the same time like knowing where your teammates are and what they're doing without having to take the extra time to ask the questions like that saves you a fraction of a second yeah. and when it comes down to it there are battles where that fraction of a second is win or lose the game do you like, think that's uh, causing the toxicity is that that high pressure situation and do you think like is that what's going on I don't think that it's the root cause. I think that people are um, prone to behave in ways that they have learned and have, um, I think that we have a lot of different play styles, but people are prone to behave in ways that they've been exposed to. And I think great, greater exposure to less air quote toxic behavior um, can help deter some of that. But I you think guys, are, I'm sorry to keep cutting you off, but at Sea of Thieves, uh, though, like, do you guys have, like, a Tyler 1? Like, a crew? You know, Tyler 1 is notorious for toxicity. Notoriously for screaming I, and League of Legends. He's notorious. I mean, don't hate you, me, but I have no idea who okay, that is. Okay, all right, do you know who Ninja is? I've heard the name. Okay, yeah, Ninja is a giant Fortnite, but also he comes from Halo, and he is known as a master shit talker, right? He's uh -huh. just the to toxicity above the roof, above and beyond. So... See if these must have somebody who's like their toxic Andy. You know what I'm saying? Like the person that or a team oh, that's well known. Yes. Well, who's, who's that team? I want. I need to look at this information, man. I want to look this shit well, up. Well, so here's the deal, and this is me practicing what I preach. Uh, all of those toxic people that are that toxic Andy that mm -hmm. display the behaviors that I don't agree with, I will never mention their names because uh, I don't. Okay. I don't think they deserve the attention. Well, I don't want to give attention to that. I want to give attention to the to the people who are displaying the kind of things that I want to see in the world. Right. So, uh, <laughs> I got people in chat asking now. They want to know this. They want to know this. Sorry, this crazy. Guys. All right. Well, yeah. since we're on the, the the competitive scene, we've actually got some stuff pulled up. So, oh my God, some amazing things, guys. Some Here it things. is. Let's go. Okay. So first Let's and foremost, go. we've got the notorious Arena League trailer. So what is oh. so the the Arena League is a is a uh what is it? It's, so the Notorious Arena... Oh, there it is. Look at that sexiness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the Notorious Arena League is uh, an arena league. It is a league. They do seasons. They do regularly practiced. Uh, they do regular scrims that the community members and the team players set up. Um, they have uh, their own scoring point system that they okay. do. They have community-funded prize pools, so if you win, you get whatever the community has put into it, it you get that back out. Money, money, it goes, money! Goes back, it goes back to the community. Okay. So, um, that's really, really cool. That's one of the things that they've been, I, th in my opinion, that they've been really, like... Um, done a good job of done, done a great job of like making sure that not only are they including the community members but they're giving back what the community has put into it you okay. want to put your time and effort in here we're you want to throw your money at us we're gonna throw it we're back gonna at give you. it back all right well, let's see what this is all about here so we got the Torius arena league the best cruise only baby Trevano, we're gonna see you in this video no Wait, is that song? Is this from the Sea Shanty people? 
Uh, no, I believe, and somebody correct me if I'm wrong, if anybody from NAL is in here, you correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that Rage Trox, who runs NAL, is the, uh, is the brains behind this fancy little tune we okay. got going on. Okay, so you guys made a song, that's crazy. Alright, let's see what we got, alright. Alright, alright. Such a Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some insanity. You can see how intense some of this is. It gets stuff. crazy. Like, I can't imagine even being a part of this. Yo, imagine that come like coming right at you. Imagine all the all of that stuff. Saying. This right here, this right here, what you're watching, we can go over the, the long version okay. of that too. Some of okay. that, some of the insanity. <laughs> yeah, this is nuts. Okay, let's go back a little bit. Okay, so what's happening on this very first screen? So they find there's a ship, there's two ships fighting. There's three ships, there's three ships fighting. And the, the ship with the green sails, who is that team? Uh, I believe that is Steika. Uh, they are the top ranked team in NAL EU, I believe, currently. Okay. And so these guys are coming up from like behind. They're like, if you look at the scoreboard, you can see green's way down here on the scoreboard in the uh, bottom, and red, red's just like coming in here. Like they've got to figure out what to do. Mm -hmm. um, I love this clip. So you can see when I was talking a little bit earlier about how you have those uh, indicators on your teammates that can tell you like what's your teammates what doing. they're doing yeah so this, this red skull is you're dead that oh guy's dead. so that guy's dead so, so you got two people yeah one person down two people doing something else i don't know yeah doing. like running can't so they're on cannons they're gonna be trying to take out the ship that's on the other side that you can't see and this guy's gonna be is rolling around here to to take their place but this green ship's coming out of nowhere ready yeah. to like fuck some shit up all right all right so we move forward a bit and then all of a sudden the green ship just starts unloading. I'm gonna play this little clip a little bit. Yeah, really close. We got unloading, just raining hell fire on them at the moment. Another one down. Another one down. So who's who is shoutcasting this? Uh, Rage Trox is shoutcasting this, and he he shoutcasts I think all of the events that they do. Um. He's a great guy, by the way. Shout out to Rage Truck. Shout out to Rage Truck, dude. Okay. It's just I just uh, want everybody to see this in chat one more time. If you guys are listening on on Spotify, really go to our YouTube channel, Shameless Plug, and uh, watch this clip, okay? Because it's it's pretty mind boggling. So these guys getting shot by the purple team, the last team on this little this adventure here, and the green team comes in and literally is just doing hellfire on this other team on the red right, team right, right now just yeah, yeah hellfire complete so this is really interesting this is where you can kind of like hone in on some of the strategy that like people go oh sea of thieves and competitive pirating mm -hmm. and ha 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 how cool can that be i just want you to know that when you are sailing a massive ship like a galleon and you are you are fighting the waves and you're fighting all the players around you and you have to aim and you've got to know where you're aiming at you can hit top deck you can hit bottom deck mm -hmm. you know what are you trying to do with those cannons that you're throwing are you trying to take out the players or are you trying to cause 
cause damage so that they sink. And in this case, these guys come around here and they one by one take out the entire cannon line. Cannon one, you're down. Cannon two, you're yeah. down. Cannon three, you're down. Helm, you're down. Like oh, so they take out the cannons. So they, it was strategically they would take out the cannons first and then yep. going for the helmsman last. Right, right, right. Because and they're moving at half speed because the mass had already been dropped by the purple team. Right. Right, ah, so you've got all kinds of okay. things going on here, and like knowing where to hit and and when to hit, and uh, many times that is either the coach or the helm's responsibility to be calling those shots and saying, you know, this is what I want you to do, and and this is where I want you to hit. Aim your cannon there, and if you listen to any competitive play from from the teams that play competitively more often, you will hear that mm. uh, more often than not. Like hit the cannon line, hit cannon one, hit cannon one, or or you know hit a mast or whatever it is that they want you to do and the cannoneers are skilled enough that if that that helm or that captain says i need you to take out the front mast and cannon three within seconds the front mast is down and cannon three is dead hmm. and so these so fights last milliseconds sometimes yeah like this is a matter of what a whole minute not even and this clip is 20 <laughs> seconds long and the whole crew seconds. died look okay hold on died. look at this so we go back to the beginning of it. These guys are just minding their business, just sailing along, getting shot by a purple team. One mm -hmm. cannon down. Let's see. And then it's extremely yeah. close. We got four shooters. They just died in seven seconds. Seven seconds. Seven, seven seconds. seconds. Yeah. Green goes from third place to first place. Murdered. And they take out the entire ship. And then the other thing that you notice is right after the helmsman dies, he gets into this menu and votes to scuttle. And that's another thing that I don't think gets talked about a lot. Hmm. Um, or I don't think it gets talked about in the same way. So in general arena, non-organized arena that you play in game, people don't scuttle very often unless they're just trying to hoard supplies. In a situation like this, where you're in the the competitive scene, regardless of you know where you're competing at, scuttling can be really, really strategic because you are not allowing that other team to farm points off of you. So scoring oh. in arena is often based off of your cannon points. You get 40, 40 points per cannon shot. So someone as strategic as some of these teams are is going to come in and say, take out that entire cannon line, kill everybody on the ship, disable that ship entirely and then just farm their top deck for points and all you mm. got to do is hit cannons on the top deck that ship will sink much much slower if you're hitting top top deck or, or mid deck holes uh versus if you hit lower deck holes where it's going to sink faster so right. scuttle ship you will lose a thousand points for the sink because regardless of how you sink you lose a thousand points but once you lose those points you can't you you don't know when you scuttle whether you're going to spawn in the middle of somebody or on the other side of the arena or what's going to happen right. with that you kind of so roll you, the dice a bit you're taking that risk but at the same time is that thousand points that you're going to lose worth more than the amount of points than that other team is going to get farming your top deck because hmm. you can make a i mean imagine this four cannons 40 points a piece how fast can you fire your cannons in a minute yeah, I don't know, but they just had seven seconds and like thirty cannonballs, so that green team right. just like <laughs> let hell break loose. <laughs> right. And right. four yeah. kills, and I'm guessing kills count is, is points too, right? Yes, kills count yeah. So uh, four kills, kill thirty cannonballs, seven seconds. 
Yeah, I mean that's Jesus. a lot. That's intense. Like, yeah, that's, a, that's totally crazy. Intense. Let's let's go to the rest of this yeah. trailer. Oh, this that was Notorious Arena League, alright. Become notorious, baby. Get the ship. So are they giving away ships and stuff as like like what are some of the things that you can win if you join these leagues? So with Notorious Arena League, um much like much like Sea of Champions, you have if you win the final event, you go through you know, like for Sea of Champions it's not a season. For for NAL it is a season. You get through the season and you come out on top, you get a, a, an exclusive set of sales. Okay. So that's the sales that you see here is the NAL sales, much like so when these, we talked these about purple it. sales right here. The blue, yeah, yeah. The blue, purple, blue whatever shit. it is. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm shit with colors, so okay. we'll just call it <laughs> the blue. bluish purple. purple. Yeah, the the purple mixture. Blue. Yeah, if you back that up a little bit, you can see the um, design on them matches their. Oh, um, I see. I see. Okay, that's sweet. Yeah. yeah, so they have their own. Like that's the only way to get those. So they've got that exclusiveness, you know, and and then also um notorious arena league takes people or you know the community donates and they have a store that they've just added some stuff to so you can go and purchase things from the store and all of the profits that they make from the store and from donations they put into the prize pools Got that it. you get okay. so they're they're funding themselves with the, the community is funding the prize pool it's not they're not getting sponsored by anybody they're not you know none of that stuff it's all that's community cool. driven very community driven yeah. in that sense and that's awesome so. because you grow you grow organically that way and on top of that you get people involved that might not be involved like i don't even play cfds but i'll definitely watch one of these after seeing that clip i'll be like what is happening you know like this is crazy <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah it's, for sure, for it's sure. crazy what, the, what this stuff does um you said the the other ones sea of champions we've had them on before We've yeah, had, yeah, yeah. Uh, we've had Chromagon on here before. Sea of Champions. I think they had a tournament yesterday, uh, right? Joe. Yeah, yeah, yes. There was a, a finals for EU Galleon tournament mm. yesterday, and so that was a that was some intense battles again. Yeah. Everyone, you know, like, and it's the best teams. And like I said before, the same teams compete in both of these for both of these organizations sometimes. Right. And so you can see, you know, how these people are faring against different teams and against, you know, people within the league and out of the league and things like that. So, right, so it looks at the pro division right now and let's do uh, EU standings. Let's do NA. So Sloop Deluxe with pro division of what's this 32 mean for Sloop Deluxe? Uh, so I am not I'm going to 100 percent be honest here. I am not well versed in how all of these standings work okay. aside from that you are getting your standings and your ratings based on your participation in the in your scores at the end of the matches and they do scrims and they do like regularly and so people are getting in there and earning different um, points and stuff. Okay. I can tell you that the teams that are ranked up on the top of these are some of the best teams in the world. Oh, okay. And that's why they're up on the top of that so shout um, out to pro division sloop deluxe and semi pro division a big old gal big old gal big old gal with the uh, 32 points whatever that stands for but then in eu we've got um hostly or hostile 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 with but the, look at the the eu league doesn't have any scoring yet is it because there hasn't been a 
uh eu championship or is it like is it reset or something uh again probably I don't, don't understand yeah i don't i don't have an answer for that all right yeah, we'll have to yeah. figure that out but guys if you want Guys, go to uh, NotoriousArenaLeague.com. Check out the pro teams. You guys want to get involved. They have a registration that's available. You can register, and you can also do free agents if you are a solo. So Yeah, the free agents thing is nice. I was talking to uh, – Rage and I were talking about that this morning a little bit. And thank you, Sen, for the Sentinel for that. Um, the Sentinels posted the assignment – the points assignments for the league and then um and let us know that you you starts playing next week so that's okay. why they're not on there um but the 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 free agent type thing like i love that because people who don't have a team but want to be a part of a team can sign up as a, a free agent and then other teams like existing teams should you know maybe a player has something happen or maybe they move or maybe they get a job or change their hours or have to go back to school and just don't have the time to commit they can the teams can reach out and say hey like we've got a spot when you right. free want to come in and try to try out for us and so they're able to work with people and add and expand their teams and some of these teams are, are bigger than four players and like it might be an eight person team right. that splits into two and and practices separately or they have like their you know their a team and their b team for the same so it's interesting to see people be able to um find ways to get themselves involved as without being a part of a team they can still be a part of different things like that yeah uh, and i think that's nice for the inclusiveness of the community members yeah it's awesome man so how how long have the leagues been around like well let me get zion zion what do you think about the leagues man what do you think about the gameplay where do you think it's gonna go i honestly i don't know i like i like the thought of even like entry level if there was like different tiers of them of like drop in drop out oh hey it's somebody that hasn't played more than like say if i jumped in and i'm like 20 hours in and i'm an okay shot but i don't know how to drop mast i don't know how to drop anchor i don't know how to turn fast i don't know how to do sails i don't i know how to like bilge and shit and get water out fast i can do like that little sword dash thing but uh like having entry level and then having like a middle tier and then having like these guys that were hitting their shots from all the way across and just nailing that whole top deck and then hitting the helmsman dead on dead admittedly on. that was a crossfire but still it seems like an interesting concept but i don't know how well like it's hard to keep a leash on it's a very I don't want to say it's a niche game because it's got such a huge community, but at the same time, massive community. Have you seen or heard much of like cheaters involved in that game yet? Um, actually, yes. I there are. <laughs> I got accused of cheating last week. As a matter of well, fact, other than that, that happens all the time. <laughs> you should see what Yin, I think Yin gets called a cheater every day. So uh, to be fair, there's people out there. True, yeah. Um. Yeah. There are a lot of accusations and hackusations and accusations. Yeah. <laughs> um. There are instances of people who have used hacks and cheats to try to uh, advance themselves through various things. I think the the it's really difficult sometimes because you have to be able to like and and i i feel very strongly that if someone is going to be accused of cheating or accused of hacking or accused of using aimbots or esp or whatever the hell else cheat system you right. have in there 
um, I think you need to be able to back up that accusation. And I think that throwing accusations around without evidence is is kind of disgusting. Yeah. Um, it's definitely I, shitty, it's for very sure. Much, very much, very much disgusting. Um, I think that many of the players that I've encountered uh, being a part of uh, of Status Effect and helping with Zia Champions and with Notorious Arena League, I think many of these players are very confident in their skill and confident enough in their skill that they don't feel the need to cheat mm. and that they don't feel the need to uh to fake their abilities and i think that there's a lot of discussion on um different exploits that are in the game that people you know like it's it's a game you're gonna find exploits yep. you're gonna find ways to push buttons faster or different buttons in different orders to get things done and i think that a lot of people like to i have seen um, people reach out and say, hey, this is a thing that we commonly do in the game. Is it allowed? And is it okay? And, and are we allowed to do this? Because they don't want to be that person that gets accused mm -hmm. of cheating. And those are like very, sta very stand-up people. Like I, anybody who will put their skill above the idea of cheating is commendable to me. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think, so I think I agree with something that Zion said, though, and... It is a big community, but it's also a niche community at the same time. Mm -hmm. Where is the longevity of Sea of Thieves? Like, where do you think it's going to be a year or two from now? I mean, do you see these? You were talking about RP servers earlier. Is that going to kind of have the GTA effect where you kind of like exhausted the options of everything else and now it has to take on a new form? Or do you, is there going to be a, a Sea of Thieves 2? Like, uh, where is it? Where is it going? I feel like that with the progression and the evolving that Sea of Thieves, sea of Thieves has won awards for their ability to evolve as, mm -hmm. you know, the best of evolving game. And the, I think that their ability to evolve, and I think that the quality of the sandbox itself um, allows for unlimited expansion into different areas into different things and i think that the the various ideas that i have seen that have come across me you know are just some of them are just insane um like like ranked arena for instance right that's something that that uh, notorious arena league is working on currently and ranked arena is a new way to add some substance to players that want to continue playing but can't maybe compete against some of those higher ranked teams so they're going to pop in there and they're going to be able to play with different levels or sign up to play with a different level of of player like i can play against mm. a noob or i can play against hostile and hope that i don't get on their broadside because i will die do you or okay <laughs> well that let's 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 step back from that idea here because me. all right if you make a league like that and it's not skills based matchmaking you what if hostile just decided to want to wipe the floor of a noob channel a noob ranked league like they could i have confidence that that would not be allowed i think that i think that it's there's as easy a, as making think, smurf accounts. yeah it's exactly what it is i mean it's the same thing well, this happens everywhere this happens on ape sure. any any ranked game like if hostile decided to make a smurf account and call themselves like hostile 
You know what I mean? They could just do that. You know, I mean, they just go in there. They're now the Hustle ship, and they go in and they just shred um, everyone. Oh my lord! Um, so I think that, and and this is just my interpretation. I think that NAL has done a tremendous amount, or has spent a tremendous amount of time thinking about things like that. And one of the things that they require is that you are active in their Discord. Um, your team has a logo. All of the teams have a logo, mm -hmm. and um, your team members are clearly listed as who they are. You are clearly active in chat, and for certain matches, like not for certain matches, you're required to stream those so that they can rebroadcast them, and then also so that they have the vods to go back in case there are any accusations thrown around. So those things right there are going to prevent you from making a Smurf account. You're not going to, I mean, like if somebody wants to really go through the effort to make a fake name, a fake Twitch name, a fake Discord name, a fake gamer tag for every single person on their team, and then fake you engage in chat. You underestimate my power. <laughs> I can't go for that level. Like that's a lot of bullshit to no, go through. I, I get what like, you're saying. I think that, that that like that in itself is a huge deterrent, and anyone who'd be willing to go through that amount of effort by like I, I, I mean, but if Sea of Thieves <laughs> is your life, that's your thing. Uh, I mean, here's what I'm, I guess what I'm getting at is this: like, if you, I, I was actually wondering about that. I'm wondering why Sea of Thieves doesn't already have like a ranked system. It's interesting that other companies have jumped in, like Sea of Champions. In the Taurus Arena League, you know they've they've taken the helm on actually creating a ranked scene. Why haven't the developers implemented a ranked scene in general? I don't have a developer answer for that, but I can interpret what I think is. Um, Rare announced a while back that they were no longer going to be doing anything different to Arena. So what? you have you have adventure mode and you have arena mode and adventure mode is getting all of the attention and all of the work because it has all for, for the history been we want the sandbox we want this player interaction we want mm. this shared world and and how to enhance that and arena had a revamp about a year maybe a little over a year into it and then you know the the very following year they're like yeah we're not gonna develop this anymore we're just it's it is what it is and this is what you've got um the the benefit of that is that organizations like sea of champions and notorious arena league can know that the format the basic format that they're using to produce their events is not going to change. They don't have to worry about like, oh, there's an update and this is different. There's now a new meta or a new whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so that kind of thing is is beneficial for for them in that way. I think that my personal interpretation is that Sea of Thieves developers wanted to focus more on the player interaction for the for the bigger player base. Um, Arena is considered. I think the last numbers. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was like. It was like one percent of the player base oh. played arena. Yeah, it's like you would think that, like looking at some of these broadcasts from these from these different events, three percent, three percent, yeah. Um, like looking at some of these broadcasts, and you see the amount of people that are in there on a regular basis and interacting and engaging. You're like, wow, this is huge. And then you look at number wise, like the last time I checked, which has been a hot minute, uh, 15 million people have played this game. 15 million people have played this game, and only three percent of those are focused on arena. On a regular 15 million. Basis. 
15 million. And that's probably a low number. I think I'm <laughs> underestimating how big this game is. I mean, for example, Cyberpunk, even though it was a piece of shit, sold 30 million copies. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. Yeah, but but that, I think that's the thing is that people do regularly underestimate the size and and the reach of what Sea of Thieves has. It's just such a unique game. It's so it's very, unique, and that's the problem. It's, it's so unique that it is a niche, so you automatically think it's a low population. <laughs> but it's <laughs> not the case. I mean, for example, well, I, uh, Final Fantasy fourteen is a unique MMO experience. But at the same time, it still has a concurrent user base of 30 million people worldwide. 30 fucking million people play it every month. But you think it's unique, so and bad. so it's gotta be. It's not one of the highest watched things on Twitch. It's not one of like you know what I'm saying like it doesn't right. have right. marketing. It you know it has updates that only go out to the community. So if you're in the know, you know it's popular. But like outside of that, you're like. Huh. I don't know, you know. I have the same feeling about it. Sea of Thieves. Like Sea of Thieves, yeah, like it's like I it's think... so unique that I, I almost like maybe it was like five thousand people playing, not fifteen million. <laughs> you know right, I mean? and like... I think that that's one of the things that that is just this huge misconception because you see when you get into a server now they've recently adjusted server size back up to ships six ships per server so right. now there's a possibility that you're going to run into any one of five other ships on your server but no more than that mm. so you're limited in how many people you're going to run across and part of that is server stability and in when the servers are when there's more stuff going on they're more unstable so it makes sense that you would want to put a cap on that right, right. um but also because you don't want so much overcrowding that you can't do anything without running into somebody. You like you want mm. player interaction. You want to run across other players, but you don't want to run across every other player in the same day. So having that, like, I can run around for an hour or two and maybe see one person is going to make me feel like that that world is a little bit smaller than it actually is. Mm. Yeah, and I think, that makes sense. I think that leads to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But we're almost getting... Look, it's almost been... Two hours man so let's let's start oh, wrapping this thing up so let's what are some main points you really want to hit for like new players don't give up um use the tools that the game provides to you the, the sea of thieves is really great about providing all kinds of tools to assist you in in not only being the pirate that you want to be but succeeding in doing that regardless of what you run into or how you run into it you want you run into somebody who's a complete piece of trash and is just talking things that you don't want to hear you don't have to listen to it you can turn that off right you have the ability in game to mute another player you have the ability in game to scuttle another ship and it kind of goes back to that same strategy in a competitive scene like are you scuttling your ship because you are you don't know what else to do if i scuttle my ship in adventure mode i know that i will spawn on the other side of the map and that player regardless of how they're speaking to me will not be near me and right. i don't have to worry about it i can leave the server i mean yeah i might have a bunch of loot on my ship but if somebody's really being something that i don't want to expose myself to or the people around me i've heard this a lot my kids are in a boat with me you're being mean and murdering me in front of my kids. Well, that's your choice. You brought your kids on a boat in the Sea of Thieves, baby. This is what you get. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You brought your little kid on the boat. So I don't know what to tell yeah. you about that. Also, if you don't like it, you know, like in, in, 
that's all up into interpretation. Like, right. do you feel like that they're hindering your experience and disrupting your experience? Fine, then do that. Then then leave. Yeah. You have the ability to leave. You don't have to stand in the same room with somebody or on the same same ship or on the same dock or the same island with somebody who is displaying behavior that you don't agree with. If right. you don't agree with it, you have the ability to walk away. You also have the ability to clip that, whether you're on Xbox or PC, it doesn't matter. You have the ability to clip that and send it to Rare and say, Rare, like make a decision on this person because wow, you know, right. like whatever that is. Um, but that goes back to something I've said before and I'll say a million times, provide evidence mm. don't it, your your opinion of someone else's behavior doesn't have much standing if you can't back it up with some proof or some evidence or some facts or you know you've got to be able to say this you have to have that thing to provide you have to be able to provide a thing if you don't provide a thing what are you doing yeah <laughs> yeah i mean it is, it's just accusations at that point you know mm -hmm. is what it is Zionite man, what do you think? What are your thoughts on after this podcast, man? What do you think about Sea of Thieves? You willing to try it? I mean, I've had it downloaded. I haven't oh, launched cool. it in forever. Okay, it's cool. just not having a crew to play with is like meh. Well, it seems like Miss uh, Travada, the best captain on the seas, might want to take. Oh, uh, I am not. Yeah, I am not the best captain on the seas. Like, shout out to those people that that helm all day and run strats all day long, like. I have always, and I, I think Level, you probably know this uh, more than some other people, like, I have always been um, in love with the ability for people to be strategic in various things and seeing how strategic people can be in Sea of Thieves and seeing how creative people can be with the things that they're creating. And I know that, you know, sometimes those things can't be shared openly and sometimes they can, but holy shit, it's exciting. Yeah. And when you are able to sit down and watch a um, an event or a competition and see that strategy in action in real time, it's just like ooh, I get excited. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's definitely an exciting game. It it has these like lull moments, but it definitely has yeah. these these like what I call a hero moment. It has these hero moments that are like awesome that are great like you just want to keep coming back and play more man well it sounds like and a big shout today for notorious uh arena league big shot sea of champions you guys are doing uh, you know amazing things for the community and with the community it sounds like with the community's backing and blessing which is hard to do man yeah, yeah, hard to do yeah. pulling a community together is difficult in these times mm -hmm, especially during yeah. covid but you guys have really pulled it together man it's awesome to see that but uh okay one last thing zion do your do do the question real quick oh boy do here the we questions. go no come on not today nah. Nah. keep it simple just one more one question okay so you've seen the podcast a couple of times you've been here yeah. before i do the over under so i'll give you a topic you give me whether if it's overrated or underrated Overrated mm -hmm. or underrated? I, right, so the mo the one I always hit everybody with off the rip is like fast food joint. Give me an overrated and an underrated. Overrated and underrated for fast food. Uh, overrated McDonald's. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Trash. Yeah. Like, why would I pay ten dollars? Didn't they say that forty five percent of their meat was actual meat? That was it. I don't, <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Yikes. Dude. I'm not. I'm not a big fast food fan. Okay, so um, underrated, I, though. So underrated. Uh, the White Grill in Nevada, Missouri. The it what? Is, 
the Wyatt Grill. This place has the best burgers. It's like you can drive. You drive up to the. It's a single single location place. You drive up to this back. I swear to God, back screen door of the building, and you honk your horn, and someone comes out with a pen and paper and asks you what you want. Or you can go and you can sit down and watch them make your food in front of you, and it's just they don't even have lettuce on that's, site. Dude, like that sounds like something like, out of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You can. It is totally okay. That's not good. I'm not going there. No way. Dude, you could go in there and order a mess, and they will make you a legit mess. Uh, is that burger yeah. meat actual cow or it is, is that human? Cow. It is actual cow meat. Are you sure? That's, I really, Are you I'm positive? positive? I don't know. You've been eating. I've been eating uh, some people. I'm just saying. I'm telling you. Any I'm, fast food place where you have to like honk your horn and go into a screen so door <laughs> and in the middle of nowhere is selling me some <laughs> raccoon okay it's that's like, what's happening it's like legitimately tucked up behind this railroad track with a bridge next to it and an underpass. you're yeah, not selling this place very well like <laughs> biggest right. mom and pop so, died. moving on <laughs> uh do a let's do overrated underrated story based game story based game Oh boy! Okay, coming from <laughs> coming from somebody who's not um, a huge gamer, I I feel like the underrated. I'm absolutely gonna say, Sea of Thieves has a story, a storyline, and actually two books and a whole set of comics that go into the lore and the story that goes okay. into that. And you can follow the game in a story-based fashion, and I think that that's hugely underrated because people just don't... I think there are a lot of people that just don't know that that exists. So I think that's cool. Um, overrated? Oh. <clears throat> Am I allowed to say cyberpunk? Yeah, I was allowed to. It was flop. Yeah, that was a flop. Yeah, <laughs> over. I would call that one overhyped. Yeah, I sure. was so excited. I was so excited, and then I got in, and I was like, people were complaining about all the glitches and the things that were wrong. And I got in, and I played, and I'm like, I'm not running into half of these problems that people are talking about. And then a little was, bit later on, I was just like, this is not. I was maybe three hours shy of beating the main storyline for the like city gang storyline, mm -hmm. but. I just stopped playing because I broke my progression because he I used a duplication. Uh -huh. Yeah, I used a duplication bug to get infinite money. Shame and on you! <laughs> in the process, broke the game. it broke my crafting. It was already uh -huh. a broken game, and he's like, "You know, I'm gonna roll the dice and just break it more." It wouldn't Fuck let it. me. It wouldn't <laughs> let me level up my crafting experience anymore, so I oh, couldn't my. make epic tier items. I couldn't right. make legendary tier items. I was just, I got stuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got a question in chat. So, over or under on a Disney movie? Uh, or animated or movie. Or animated movie. Or animated Disney movie. Um, Overrated Frozen. Yeah. I've never uh, watched it, but yeah. You know what? I think okay, go ahead. I, I I saw Frozen because uh, my be one of my best friends' very young daughter said auntie come sit and watch frozen with me and that was that's the only reason i watched it overrated for sure underrated iron giant and if i i cannot that's the the, the oh my god feels at the end oh my god uh, that, whole movie. that whole movie that okay whole movie. i have never watched frozen but i used to teach kids how to play music and guess what every little five-year-old girl wanted to sing 
Frozen. for two goddamn years. Okay, I was in Azkaban. I was uh, uh, so I am good on Frozen. That uh, that is definitely overrated. Treasure yeah. Planet, yeah, I was actually gonna say that. Not gonna lie to you, I love Treasure Planet. I don't um, think I've seen that. What one was the one that was the Treasure. one with Titus? The that one with Titus. It wasn't Treasure Planet. It was the same animators. Um, they were trying to create a new planet. I'll find it for humans. What was that called, bro? What was it called? But anyways, that one would be underrated. I don't even remember the damn movie. Or 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 or. Robin Williams' best animated role, Fern Gully, as Batty. Oh my God, Fern Gully. Fern Gully. Oh, Wally. Yes. That no, wasn't Wally. Wally. No, it's not Wally. That's an animated. Wally. It's not a. It's not a three D movie. It's an animated movie. Same animators as Treasure Planets. No, it wasn't Wally. It was a Wally. It was. It was an animation, not a not a three D animation. Like a yeah. drawn hand from the toaster one. No, no, the, my little to is the little toaster that could or whatever. That was good. Little toaster that could. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was good. Okay, uh, last one, last one. Over underrated AAA game. You got me on that. I got nothing. Like the best of the best. Like okay, the top ten on 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 um on like Twitch AAA on AAA being EA, Activision. Uh -huh. Um. Fuck, there's so few. I, I'm gonna now say anymore. this. It's like there's only like five AAAs now. Yeah. So so he, so here's the thing, and I don't know what it. I, I I don't even know. I would have to say best under and overrated game. Okay. Or, you know, for me would have to be Apex because I hate to love that game and I love to hate it. Oh, that's and a good. One. I, I, and I'm gonna say that because like I run into the issues with the matchmaking system is completely broken. The autofill system is broken. You're oh my god, the mosey. Can I? Can we go back to the days when you just throw oh. your mosey across the map and like? <laughs> you just eat the mosey off of every map forever. Eat That'd the be mosey, great. Come, on, come on, yeah. Um, but the, like, yeah. But then also at the same time, I'm like, I can get in there and I can play that game for hours or for ten minutes and yeah. have just as much fun. And Usually, me is ten minutes. I'm like, mm, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, I can get in there and use that as like, oh, I've got 20 minutes while I'm waiting for my food to cook. I can hop in here, Indifferent. play a match or two, get slaughtered, and then right. move on with my day. Or right. I can, you know, do something it's amazing. It's hard to pick a AAA game itself that's overrated, but as a series, I would say the Assassin's Creed series is overrated. 100% mm -hmm. agree with that. 100% agree with that. For underrated, I, I'm thinking of two. One being Far Cry 3. That is, as an antagonist, the fucking Voss is like the best video game villain of all time. Mm. And you cannot change my opinion. Um, and then the other one was, it was a fucking, I don't remember what it was called. There's an old like 64-bit game I played. Uh, I don't think it's AAA. I think it's indie. So I'm, I'm just going to exclude it. Yeah. I'm going with COD overrated. I know. I just watched Strider Native play yesterday, and he's amazing at the game. And I'm not. I. I. Great. Warzone's cool. I get it. I get it. But it is overrated. It is just is what it is. I can't. It just is what it is. I can't do anything about it. I liked. I liked Warzone for about a week and a half, and then yeah. tried to force myself to to get in there a couple of times for like three weeks, and then I was like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, care. I just don't do it. What you got? Overrated and it is AAA. Gears of War needs to be taken out back and put fucking down. 
<laughs> Take it out. Take it out. How many years in a row ah. did we have, or how many like PAX East or like the like all these game series and shit where oh there's a new Gears of War. Oh there's a new Gears of War prequel. Oh there's a new Gears of War. And nothing fucking changed. At well, that's all. disappointing. That's disappointing. At all. You know what's one game that's really overrated right now in my book? Mm. Outriders. I said it. Okay, I so I'm going to tell you this. I, I got it. in, and, and we did with the same group. We all got the demo. We all hopped in. Zion and I ran hours with Zan for trying to level stuff up. And we had this all, you know, we were gonna, I was gonna pick a specific character so that I could be support, and when the, the main game came out, and then main game release day comes along, Microsoft takes a shit, half of their stuff doesn't work, and like, it was just terrible timing, half of their stuff doesn't work, I couldn't download the game, other people couldn't download the game, and I was like, well, I was gonna download it off Game Pass, because free and you know i didn't know how long i was going to be interested in playing it two and things one that's on release i had issues downloading the game on steam that's just right. server load from how many people are trying to download it at once yeah no it wouldn't even show up as an option for two days right. and and i was like yeah i can't and then and then by the time that i think that it was starting to show up i never went back and checked but like i'm watching all of my friends post i was watching zion and zon post I mean, like I was oh i love it too. this yeah, yeah. You, you too like everybody's posting like i'm leveled up to this i'm already yep. at that i've got this i've maxed three characters and i'm like i haven't even downloaded it yet i don't want right. to waste my time trying to play catch up I with my friends not. so i never played seven, the main i played 70 hours of the demo got like six legendaries across mm -hmm. trickster and devastator mm -hmm. I did yeah. not play Pyro in the demo. I didn't find it intriguing. I still, to this day, I played Devastator on release until I stopped playing. And I did not keep progression from Trickster or Techno going because of the issues with Expeditions. Not so much being stale content, but you get it to endgame and it's just a buggy mess. You can't... Yep. Yeah. You yeah. get in, you're fighting, and you're fighting a behemoth, and it pins you to a wall, and you can't even phantom dash out of it. Oh my god. You get yeah, pinned under the map, you can't, like, people were losing their inventory, which has been quote-unquote fixed, but they're working on a complete fix for it. Um, there's just too much work to be done. I to bring think, me back to the game at the moment. Yeah, me too. I think that that's something that, like, there's something to be said for issues that games have like that, on like whether they're game breaking or not. And I think that the, the, that's another thing that I feel like is highly interpretable. Like, what's game breaking for you? Like, yeah, like, it's subjective, hundred like, percent. Right, completely. Like, Zon won't play Sea Thieves because Hit Reg is an issue, and that's for him. That's entirely game breaking. But then you have other people who are like, oh no, I just adjust my shots and boom, boom, you're dead. Right. And, you know, like different things like that or being stuck in different places or whatever that is. And and I think that for me, and I've said this before, and just to kind of like go back on to Sea of Thieves, like I play Sea of Thieves, that's my main game. I play two games primarily. It's Sea of Thieves and it's Apex. And I play Apex, I'm shit at Apex. So like, I'm not actually that great at Sea of Thieves even, but they are definitely play, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm good enough. And I can hold my own, and I'm competent. And what does it for me is, is that I can get in there, and despite what's broken with the game, I can still have a good time, I can still accomplish the tasks that I've set out to do, and I can still enjoy that experience with my friends. 
Right. No, and that's, that's the fun part. I think um, I think Apex does a good job with their gameplay and, and the balancing. I mean, even though they have metas per season or whatever, but the balancing for the most part is pretty good. Um, mm -hmm. I think same thing with Outriders, though. Uh, you had issues with the downloading, so that caused you not to play. I had issues like Zion. I had problems with the servers. Like, I was just tired of the lag. I, I was just... I liked the progression. I thought that the getting the gear was fun and cool and stacking the numbers was a good Solo, time. Solo, but... localized content, no lag. As yeah. soon as you drop into duos or trios, unplayable. Yeah, so you yeah. want to play with some people. Yeah, you get lagged on the entire time. It just annoyed me. I just could And now, to me, like you said, that was game-breaking for me. I'm like, all right, I can't play with my friends to run the only piece of endgame other than running solo missions. Like, I'm good. Like, I'll wait. I can wait if I want to play it again, but at the same time, I'm kind of like... I didn't even get to... I think I'm world tier 14 right at the cusp of 15 uh -huh. by the time I finished all of... I went through and completed all of the accolades on Devastrator. I have a 0.3% of all people on Steam achievement. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he played. Yeah. I, just, yeah, put the time I just sat there and fucking turned lo fi on and killed shit until I was done with all the right. ability kills. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I, after that, I was like, well, fuck, I don't want to go through yeah. and level up this other characters through the same storyline that I just got through. That yeah. towards the end, the story was getting, and end game storyline gets like, you can guess what's going to happen. Right. Right, yeah, yeah. It is what it is. I think that's one of the things that, like, you know, that interpretation of what's game-breaking, like, it was not worth it for me to download a game that my friends had already mostly maxed and then were complaining about how broken it was at the end. Like, right. I don't want to... Yeah, why would you put yourself through that? <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> like, uh, hey, this milk is stale, you should try it. Like, you know, yeah, like, no, I'm good. Yeah, You're like, no. Apex, when Apex servers are laggy, which they are sometimes, that's game-breaking. I won't play. Yeah. If, in matchmaking and i can't play duos with my friend or i can't play trios with my friends with autofill because autofill doesn't work so if i don't have a full squad i will just play solo because yeah. it's game breaking otherwise like you can't do duos and trio mat you can but come on yeah like, come on come on yeah well, the, duo queuing, the duo queuing is easier than trio queuing right. because you're having less scaling than you are with triples that's one of the other issues we have with Endgame is, mm -hmm. say Zahn, me, and Kaya, or Zahn, myself, and Bleach wanted to log on and play to Endgame Expeditions. There is no way in hell with all three of us we're going to get to like tier 13, 14, 15. We don't have the build set for it yet, and the numbers just aren't there. Yep. We cannot <laughs> compete with the level of scaling that they have for tier 3, or with like the scaling of all three of us being in an instance, versus... If Zahn and I queue up, Zahn can hard carry my ass because I can just tank everything as a Devastator. Or if I'm with Bleach, he was... He built, I think, Techno and Pyro, or maybe Trickster. And uh -huh. he could mop shit up pretty easy. Or, like, when I did... Lev finally finished campaign, and we did Expeditions. He I was, was running the... stupid damage. Well, no, <laughs> you were running essentially what the Trickster meme build is, and it's Perpetual Mobile with Twisted Rounds. And essentially... Yep he wouldn't even put his rounds on cooldown well very rarely yeah. but it's only if he fucked up what he was doing and he could just keep the twisted rounds infinitely yeah. and just keep doing like stupid damage output but he had to be in things face and he was pretty squishy so that what sucks because that was my favorite build i spent a lot of time building it i, I didn't look up any I, I just came to that conclusion i figured out this build through chance and i just like built my entire character around it well guess what happens 
that build does not work if if a character or an enemy nannies behind you and hits you because of server lag and you didn't get to see that shot you know like you can't you can't react when the server shutters like you're just fucked you know so kind of like i was like all right i'm good for right now but and then they went the route of most triple a instead of buffing everything to the optimal level as they should have techno was just fucking unbelievable in like yeah. that first two weeks it could just dumpster end game content yep. easily yep. people were three stacking or soloing challenge tier 15 not world tier 15 challenge tier 15 expeditions and just mopping it and getting hella loot but then they nerfed all of the ammo type mods and all of the the, uh, the other abilities that they nerfed and instead of buffing say devastator that was not being used in in-game content because it doesn't have the optimal dps build even in its top tree it doesn't have the build to keep up and sustain all it can do is sit there and eat bullets and then yep. die yep yeah so it's pyro a mess. And, pyro and trickster can keep up but they still don't have as much damage or the healing sustenance of the techno mm -hmm. pyro, the, the people that had access to the full game prior to release had pushed that pyro was going to be end game the the one you wanted for end game right and so we had this this like we had it planned out like who was going to be pyro and who was going to and i that was the only character that i had played because i was just like oh fire like look at me i want to play fire, fire! I like, fire! and i was like i can blow people up and stuff and burn them and it was great and then like you know it came down to that like how how much time do you have to spend leveling up each of your characters and honing in on which of those skill sets that you're going to put into that and when the after you know you guys had got in and started playing and got into that end game where it started to be bad like where it was just broken as fuck and i was like i don't i i want to do this but i don't want to do it that bad like yeah I don't, like, that's, yeah i can't recommend it i mean just in the current state i'm like you i can't recommend it to a new person to put themselves unless they just want to play the storyline and be done that's fine it's got a decent storyline and it's it's fun to play and yeah, challenging yeah. and like it's good to play by yourself like it's not a bad game it's just if yeah. you want to play end game i can't recommend it just can't, yeah you know? yeah end games it's not it's just not there it's just no, not there at all not there all it right I, I gotta get going guys i gotta go i gotta uh, gathering after this guys let's go ahead and wrap this bad boy up Shravata, where right. can people find you you can find me uh on twitch x Travada x uh, you can find me um on uh, twitter same thing every my name's the same everywhere you just go check me out working on a youtube video it's not quite done yet we got a lot of special things going into it a little bit of extra work more effort than i would normally put into something but you know it, the, the the guy i'm aiming at deserves it so there's that there you um go. Huge shout out to Sea Champions, Joe Chromagon. You're a great guy and you've oh. done wondrous, wondrous things. And shout out to Notorious Arena League and Rage. You are an amazing person. You guys are both doing wonderful, amazing things for oh. the community. And I want to see some more of that happen. Um, keep pushing it. And also, um, I tip my hat to those of you who don't want to be mentioned and you know who you are. Thank you, sir, for being there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Unknown Stranger. Appreciate you. Unknown Stranger. Unknown Stranger. Doing stuff and things. Yeah, in man. Well, we appreciate having you on today, man. I really do. Zion, where can they find you, baby? Consistent Andy hasn't streamed in like two and a half, three I weeks. I haven't seen him in forever. Yeah, it's work-related. Yeah, Just, fair I mean, enough. 
bone ass tired at the end of the week and I don't want to do anything. Yeah. But so where can they uh, find TTP you? Design Yeet, same as it's spelled. Um, Twitter, same thing. My handle's the same. Um, and then usually bopping around everybody's discords. Um, I might, if I get a wild hair up my butt and I get enough stuff taken care of for uh, this work trip I got coming up this week, I might try to stream Enlisted tonight. I'm Ooh. not sure. Check the guys. If you guys uh, are listening at home later in the, in the week or the next month, make sure you go check out Zion Yeet, and hopefully he'll still be playing Enlisted. Or you can definitely catch a play some Apex, though. That's for sure. Kills on Apex. Yeah. So. Hey. Uh, we are. I also want to give a huge shout out today to uh, Osiris Gaming, man. They are the organization that uh, Zion Yeet and I are part of. Our cool gamer group organization, esports team, hey. the whole nine. So th- we are rocking and rolling. You guys can check out BOG, the hashtag BOG. That's B E O G. That's. And then uh, check that hashtag out online. You can also go to uh, B Osiris Gaming, because that's twitch.tv. B Osiris Gaming to check them out as well. And there's links in the description underneath that. I am Level Day F. Uh, this is the Less Than Average podcast. You can find us at twitch.tv forward slash Level Day F every Sunday at 2 p.m. Check out the socials on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash Level Day F as well. I'll post the schedule on there weekly. And if you guys have anything else, man, we are the Less Than Average, ready to rock and roll. And you, uh, you motherfuckers stay average out there. How about that? Travada, thanks for being here, man. Love you. Anytime, always. Uh, we'll see you guys <laughs> next time. You, oh, you got the button. You fixed the button. Yeah. That was during. I went and got batteries during the break, so. <laughs>